been watching what I put in my body, so making sure I have no caffeine, so I'll make sure I'll make you a nice one afterwards. But, you know, tonight we, we carry on with our series, Fan or Follower. I want to encourage you, if you haven't been listening in, to go to desertlifechurch.org, look at our podcast there, and uh, make sure you download some of the sermons. And if anyone right now is listening into our podcast, I just want to give a shout out and say hi. Good to have you joining with us. We, uh, I just love what God is doing in our church. And I just want to share this simple thought with you tonight. Following Jesus is more about His love for you than your love for Him. You see, what you really think, what we really think, what we believe rises to the surface when that pressure is applied on our lives. I want to share a story tonight from John chapter 11, verses 1 to 5, and it's a story we all know about if we've been around this Christian faith for some time. John 11, verse 1, it says, Now a man named Lazarus was sick. He was from Bethany, the village of Mary, and, sorry, he was from the village of Mary and her uh, sister, Martha. This Mary, whose brother Lazarus now lay sick, was the same one who poured perfume on the Lord and wiped his feet with her hair. So the sisters sent word to Jesus, Lord, the one you love is sick. When he heard this, Jesus said, the sickness will not end in death. No, it is for God's glory so that God's uh, son may be glorified through it. Now Jesus loved Martha and her sister and Lazarus. So when he heard that Lazarus was sick, he stayed where he was two more days. And then he said to his disciples, let us go back to Judea. See, we have this story of Mary and Martha and their brother Lazarus, who's on the doorstep of death. He he wasn't too well. And then they get this idea that Jesus, he's just down the road and they need to get God to come and heal their little brother. So what they do is they they grab a a runner and they start to write a note. I just wonder if you had to write a note for someone you know whose life was in trouble, what would that note contain? They said, Lord, behold. In other words, Lord, pay attention. Then, Then the note, it goes where It's quite interesting. It goes where I was not anticipating this thing to go. I just wonder, have you ever read a story in the Bible and you've expected it to go down one path, down one way, but then all of a sudden it's gone down in a totally different direction? You notice what he says? He says, Lord, behold, the one you love is sick. What I find interesting is they didn't remind Jesus of the one who loves you is sick, No, they remind Jesus of the one that you love is sick. How much of my life, how how much of our lives have we made it about my love or my following Jesus? How, How much have we made this relationship between us and God so much more about us? Where we get into the position where we try and, we're always trying to improve our love. We're always trying to improve my performance or my deeds. You know, how, how much have I made this relationship between me and God about me? You see, I love what Mary and Martha, they point out. They, 
when the stakes are at the most, when they're at the, in that, that heat of the moment, what seems to rise above is, is God's love for Lazarus. You know, could it be that the Bible, this, this book that we're reading in the book of John, is, <coughs> is actually not as much as your love for God, whereas as it is God's love for you? I just wonder if Christianity is far more about God's love for us than it is our love for Him. You see, Mary and Martha and Lazarus, we we read about them, and these three, they were extremely close to Jesus. And if you study these three, you'll realize that Jesus' love for them was far more important than their love for Him. We're talking about fan or follower again tonight. We have John... Uh, I love John. He's one of the disciples and he had a a love for Jesus. But uh, when you read John, he did something, I I don't know about you, but I I think it was something that was pretty socially unacceptable. John, he he nicknamed himself as the one whom Jesus loved the most. And we read from the gospel and he didn't just do it once, but he did it five times. I don't know about you, but I think there's always a danger when we give ourselves our own nicknames. (laughs) Five times we, we read about it, it's recorded in the scripture, and he, he refers to himself as the one that God loves. And it kind of makes me want to step back and realize that I think we don't often realize the full extent of the love that our God, the creator of the heavens and the earth, has for you and I. You know, one of my favorite passages in the Bible is John three sixteen, And it says, For God so loved the world that he sent his one and only son you know the the life i often live is like god will will you bless me god will you bless me will you give more to me if i i love you more you know we can get into this works mentality (coughs) but the scriptures they they read why did god give his son god he gave his son because he loved he loved You know what my desire for you tonight is, is that we realize, we walk out of here with this understanding that, you know what, our relationship is a two-way street, but the reality is, is my God loves me no matter what. I pray you get this desire, this attitude. John 3.16, it's it's ridiculous. It's it's almost, it's, it's insane. It's almost illogical. When you look at the word, the word, the world, in its original context, it talks about a sinful system. This thing that we're a part of comes from a broken, sinful system. And yet God says He has a love for us. I was just thinking about this thought this week and I thought, God, it's, it's just crazy. You have a love for us, which can almost seem so illogical. And, and God, you actually, you love God, you love bad people I mean, the reality is, is there any good people out there in the world? <laughs> but God, you, you love bad people. But when I stop to think about this, our God, He doesn't just love bad people. Our God loves, full stop. Our God loves. Don't you just love that thought? Our God, He loves the world. Have you ever seen a parent at a sporting event with their kids or their kids are participating in sports and you get those passionate parents on the sidelines 
Anyone know what I'm talking about? You know, my youngest son, I, Isaiah, I can be a bit obsessive when it comes to sport. I love sport. But my youngest son, Isaiah, was playing soccer and he had this habit of, through the match, he would just stop in the midfield, like he's eight. Even when he was five, we were silly enough to put him in a soccer team. But, you know, it's what you do. And you watched wherever the ball went, there went all the kids. It was just like a swarm of bees following this ball. It was pretty funny. But not Isaiah. Isaiah would stand there right in the middle and he's talking to the referee. So I'm there on the sideline. The ball would come and they'd kick the ball to him. It would hit his feet and he'd just be looking around and I'd be yelling out to him, Isaiah, he'd be like, huh, what? Oh. And he'd just stand there chatting to the referee. But, you know, I was one of those parents on the sideline, believing, yelling at my son, get in there, you can do it, you can play well. It's amazing this obsessive love we have for our kids. (coughs) It's this so love attitude. But, you know, the reality is is we can't even compare or start to compare that to the love of God because it it just does not compare our our God is love God is a personification of love it's who he is it's how he always acts it's his consistency it's his content it's his character you see nothing can stop our God from loving you no matter where you go or what you do he will always love you his face is always towards you he always believes in you he always intercedes for you he's always there our God is love John 3.16, I read that and I, I just, I don't know about you, but I just could just imagine and to be honest, there's times where I just want to sit God down and say, hey listen, do you realize, I don't want to hurt your feelings God, but people are going to let you down, I'm going to let you down, you know, you, you love bad people, you follow bad people all around the place. God, these these people, I'm not going to be able to fully reciprocate your love or understand the sacrifice fully, the price you paid for me because in my fallen state, God, I'm just, I'm a mess. But you know what I love about God is He says, you can't stop me from loving you. You can't keep me from you. You know, one thing I find fascinating with people, I'm one of them at times, is when we, we do things wrong, we... We try and separate ourselves from the Father. And then we try and come back to Him when we think we can get ourselves right. But yet God, He says, I just want you to come to me as you are. Our God, He he is love. Uh, I, I look at Peter, the disciple, and there's a story where Jesus came and <coughs> blessed him and He filled this boat so much so that the boat, started to sink have you read that story before no (laughs) but he he said god you you have to go you can't fill my boat with blessing because i just simply i can't live up to this god you see peter he understood something and the fact that reality is that a relationship is a two-way street and if we're going to be in a relationship I'm talking about a natural relationship. Usually there's a part where we have to hold up our end of the bargain. And, you know, we can superimpose that, that philosophy, that ideology, that idea that we must imply that when it comes to our relationship with God. 
You know, we, we have this attitude that we believe God is he's waiting for us to hold up our end of the relationship with him. And back to Peter, he, <coughs> when God fills a boat, Peter, he recognizes, I, I just can't keep up with this God. I, I can't do this. I can't keep up with my end of the relationship. You know, he says, I'm a sinful man. I, I can't do this. Leave me alone. But you see, the reality is that never was the gospel. That never was Jesus's mission. He knew humanity could never hold up its end, so he sent his son Jesus to do for you and I what we could never do for ourselves. He said if we simply trust in the, in the son, if we trust in his son Jesus, the end of the relationship, it's upheld eternally or eternally. God's love, it's extravagant. God's love, it's extraordinary. You know, we, we can try and shake it, but the reality is, is we can't get rid of it. He won't stop. He, he won't stop loving you. It's who He is. Our God is love. God is love. 1 John 4.10 says, This is love, not that we love God, but that he loved us and sent his son to be the proportion excuse me, for our sins. He took your place. He took your punishment. He upheld our end, our end of the relationship. Now all he asks us to do is to simply lean in. God's love is towards you, my friend. You know, I think what an amazing message you know, there's times where we try and impress God and we make these promises where we say, God, I'm going to read through my Bible in 12 months flat. <laughs> Why don't you just come to God as you are? His hand is for you. His love is there. It reaches out to us. Jesus, he's already done it all. And I want to encourage us, let's quit trying to impress God and, and just watch Jesus. Rest in Jesus. Trust in Jesus. Now, I love what the Bible says. It says that when we rest in Jesus, when we surrender to Him and we trust in Him, you and I, we are then a new creation. And that's when the Father looks at us and He sees the Son in us. And when He sees the Son in you, that is when our God is well pleased, when we surrender to Him. I don't know about you, but that thought is just amazing. You know, if I could get the band up, that'd be pretty cool. And, you know, in conclusion, I'm just here to tell you that there is a God who loves you. There's a God in heaven who reaches out towards you. You know, Mary and Martha, they started their letter. I don't know if you've ever thought of it this way, but their letter, I like to think of it as more like a prayer. Lord, they said, Lord, it's Mary and Martha. Lord, it's Mary and Martha, the one you love. The one you love. Can I encourage you to get alone with God and have that mentality of, God, it's me. It's me, Lord. It's me, the one you love. Father, it's me. It's the one you love. I've had a bad week, but you know what? I know you love me. 
It's me, I'm here. Will you come and just minister to me? It's me, Lord, the one you love. Let's not spend the rest of our life in our own inconsistencies or weaknesses or shortcomings. But, you know, can we have this attitude realizing that following Jesus is more about his love for us than is our love for him? I hope you hear my heart here. It's not to say that we don't love Jesus. No, we do. But you see, when you get an understanding, a revelation of who God is and the fact that his love for you is endless, it'll definitely change your outlook on life. My prayer is that you and I, that we are not followers out of compulsion, but we're followers out of desire. It's not something you do because people are up the front of a church each week or your connect leaders are saying, you must be doing more, you must be doing this and that. No, 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 no. But we follow Jesus out of a desire, a willingness to want to put Him first, to want to share the goodness of Him flowing through our life to others. You see, that's when where we follow Him, we, we hear Him more, where we're able to have more impact. We don't serve for love we serve from love you see our god he loved us from the beginning he loves us through to the end he's mapped the pathway he knows the end for you he knows the pathway for me he is love our god is love now we've got a few moments and i just wonder if you would feel comfortable just to stand <coughs> I'm going to ask the team in a moment to lead us through a song. And, and I just wonder if, hang on, up, in a moment, Nancy. In a mo- Nancy? Yeah, in a moment, Nancy. We'll take you home soon. You're welcome. <laughs> but I just wonder if in this moment we could just shut out all distractions. I don't know what sort of a day you've had. If it's been a great day, awesome. That's awesome. I just wonder if in this moment we could have a moment between us and God, where we could have a moment like what Mary and Martha did. And, you know, they came to God out of desperation. I just wonder if we could get desperate tonight. It may not be for specific needs. It may just be for our desire to press into God more. But in a moment, the team are going to lead us. And I just wonder if you feel comfortable to raise your arms in an act of surrender. This may be a time of a recommitment between you and God. Where we just stand here and we say, Lord, it's me. It's me, Jamie, Lord, the one you love. I just wonder if we could take a few moments. And I want to encourage you to open your heart. And I want to ask the Holy Spirit, to come and just speak to you. I'm praying tonight for dreams to be reignited, for passions that people have to be reignited, for loved ones to come into the kingdom, for people to be saved, for breakthrough, for healing, for wholeness. So the team in a moment are going to lead. And why don't you just raise your hands and why don't you in your own way Instead of me praying for you, why don't you just cry out to God? Just say, Lord, it's me, the one you love. Just pour out your heart to Him. Ask Him to come and invade and fill you afresh with His love, His goodness, His glory. 
Awesome. We're just going to spend a few moments in worship, and I want to encourage you, raise your hands and just surrender to God and allow Him to have His way.
Father, we're here before you. Lord, I just pray you continue to speak to each one of us. Lord, I thank you for what you are doing in this moment. God, I pray you teach us to be still in amongst the chaos of life. God, help each one of us just spend those times, whether it's at the start of the day or the end of the day, just being in your presence. Lord, and from that foundation, we go about living our life for you. I thank you, Lord, that you do love each one of us. And I pray for a deeper revelation of your love towards us. God, I pray for breakthrough in Jesus' name. I just speak your life into dead situations. I speak miracles in Jesus' name. Lord, I pray that you receive all glory. I thank you that you are building your house and that we get to walk in this journey of life with you. Help us to keep our eyes fixed on you. Have your way, Father, in Jesus' precious name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Just continue to sing and worship the Lord for a few moments. Yeah. 
Father, we lift your name high. I just want to thank you for what you're doing in this moment. I thank you for what you're doing in our lives. And God, as we are about to leave, I just pray this weekend that you know, our, our intimate times with you, our intimacy with you would increase, God, from here on in. I just pray for us as a church that we would go into a deeper relationship with you, Father, in Jesus' name. I thank you for what you're doing in this moment. Lord, I thank you for what you're going to do. I thank you that great days are yet ahead. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. Awesome. Hey. Hey, uh, church, don't forget, up, uh, what I forgot to say is up the back we have our Connect table with our Term 4 um, brochures up there. So please feel free to grab one of our Term 4 brochures and see the list of the groups there. And I haven't forgotten, Nancy. <laughs> so please go and grab one of the Connect brochures. If you're not in a Connect group, we really believe in connection. Connection is where we become family. And I want to encourage you, even if there's not a group there that you feel to be a part of, let us know, because maybe you could be the leader of one of our new groups, whether it's a traditional Bible study or one of our interest groups. Hey, uh, don't forget, the cafe is pretty much open now. We'll come out, we'll stick around, we'll do coffees, cakes, etc. And then on Sunday, we have the Reverend Jesse will be preaching, so I'm looking forward to that. If you haven't heard Jesse before, he's a real dynamo. <laughs> So I encourage you, stick around for a while. If you have to go, have a blessed weekend. We'll see you Sunday. Take care. folks go and enjoy some cafe goodness and we'll see you on Sunday Do you feel the pain?